lesson that I've learned through the course of my life that would probably save me a lot of anxiety. And God, what are you doing? Or God, when are you answering these prayers? You know, just that realization. God's got a plan. It's better than mine. Just hold on and, and follow where he's leading. Welcome to Creating Community, a podcast designed to bring area leaders, business owners, and others together to better our community. I'm your co-host, Dorian Strickland, and my normal co-host, Jake Starkey, is out, so it'll just be me and my guest today. If you're a first-time listener, we encourage you to subscribe to hear more. You can use Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. If you don't have a podcast app, you can just listen directly from our website at 1820coffeehouse.com slash podcast. In this episode of Creating Community, we're speaking with Chad Bertrand. Chad is currently the lead pastor at South Park Baptist Church in Alvin, Texas. We're excited to have him on the show. Welcome to the show, Chad. Thanks. Glad to be here. All right. So you have not been pastor for a very long time at South Park Baptist Church, correct? Correct. Okay, just about so six months. Just about six months. And at the recording of this show, we're in January of 2021. So you started in the middle of the pandemic. That's right. So how did that come about? Yeah, um, well, the South Park needed a pastor, um, and I was uh, up for a move, looking for where God was leading us next. And so my wife and I were praying, saying, God, where where are you leading? What do you want next for us? And actually, we had talked to the search committee here at South Park before the pandemic started, and they came to hear me preach, was kind of the last part of their search process the last Sunday before everything shut down. Wow. And so they were ready They were ready to bring me on, okay. but church was closed. Well, not closed. It was online. It wasn't in person uh, for a number of months. And so we waited until it was the point where South Park was back meeting again. They could go through their normal processes, have the right votes, and then we started middle of the pandemic. Wow. I, I didn't realize that you started right in the middle. I thought you started right before or shortly before, but that's uh, that's got to be challenging. It's different, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's, sure. it's not the normal transition. And so, you know, I've had a couple different transitions in my, my time as a minister. So there's certain things you know to do. You want to have coffee with people, um, which right. I greatly enjoy, 1820, for that. Um, you want to go visit your older folks that are in the nursing home because you don't usually get to visit with them right. on Sunday morning. You want to make connections. You want to meet with leadership. And so a lot of those making connections moments, they're different. You know, right. I can't go visit people in the nursing home. Um, you, you can't have all the meetings you normally have. And so I've had to find other ways to meet people. So smaller groups. Um, still, coffee's been one of those common denominators. Uh, I love coffee. And so I think a lot of people do. I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a good business plan, obviously. Um, It it helps me out, but I I think that's been one of those saving moments for me is even some of my older folks that might not want to get out in the community. I did some uh, afternoons where it was coffee with Chad up in our fellowship hall. We can get 10, 15 feet away from each other, get a cup of coffee and that's really how I got to meet some of those older folks that aren't in nursing home but weren't coming in on Sunday morning yet. Right, um, Good opportunity for them to get to, to know you and who's coming into their church, right? Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Well, I know I, all of that that you unwrapped, I actually have a lot of questions on that, but I'm not going to jump into those. Why don't you tell me a little bit about Chad? And you mentioned your wife, Lori. Mm-hmm. You also have some kids. We all do. Right? We do. So I've got a wife uh, named Lori. She's uh, 
really probably been my better half. She's a, <laughs> a chiropractor. All good husbands say that, by the way. <laughs> of course. Uh, she's a chiropractor, a Pilates instructor. Uh, she also has her RN, doesn't use it, but it's one of the things in her bag of tricks. Um, wow. She's also an amazing wife and mother. We have four kids. Uh, okay. So all under the age of? Ten, well, 10 and under. Okay, 10 and under. So they're all wow. about two years apart from each other. Okay, that's good. So thank you, Evan ISD, for educating three out of the four. <laughs> <laughs> we got one soon more coming be, in Soon to be four, yeah. right? Oh. Absolutely. Well, tell me, so I was told by somebody else, my daughter actually, mm-hmm. who, who has attended your church, and she's a, I guess, a full-fledged member. She's all in, yeah. which is good. She told me I should ask you how you met your wife because it's an interesting story. It is. It's a long story, so we'll give you the quickest version I can give you. Uh, and your daughter is here, I think, every Sunday morning. So just oh, so you know that. She's consistent, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I have no doubt her. where she is when she says she's somewhere. So oh, yeah. that's good. That's wonderful. But well, good to hear anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So going back, my probably give you a foundation for the story. My wife's late husband passed away when he was 30. He had cardiac arrhythmia. Uh, my wife was six months pregnant at the time, and so um, I we lived in the same neighborhood, so it was a pretty small community, and so word spread. I right. knew who she was and knew her who her late husband was. We didn't know each other really, but you just know who each other are. Sure, sure. And so I'd met them once before, and so I was just praying for her. I mean, that's a big loss. Yeah. I, I knew the situation. And then fast forward about a year and a half from there, I was a pastor of a, a church, actually a pastor of teaching missions at a church in the area. And one of our neighbors said, hey, we're opening a new building. Come for the opening service. And so I came, uh, she came to that opening service. I n- recognized her, just checked on her, see how she was doing. She remembered who we were from that, right. that one encounter before. And then at that point, we started running into each other all the time. Like, I mean, year and a half, uh, I mean, the neighborhood is one mile around a square. And she would walk with her son, David, around the neighborhood all the time. I'm a runner. I (laughs) run around the neighborhood all the time. We'd never see each other. Wow. But (laughs) a one mile radius, you're running and you can't catch her. Yeah. I mean, she's a half a mile from me. Like we're opposite corners of the neighborhood. I didn't know where she lived. I just knew she lived in the area. Uh, But now, um, and so, but then uh, she'd be out walking, I'd be out running, and, and we'd just stop and talk for a second. I'd be taking the trash out, she'd be walking by. Uh, one of the guys in the neighborhood did some woodwork, and he was doing some work for our new building. He's building a sound desk for us. Right. And so I'd be checking on that, and she'd be walking by. So multiple times a week, we were running into each other, and then cool. I would got to the point where I would stop running and walk around, <laughs> walk around the block with her, and then oh, I wow. okay. finish my ra- my run, and, and we just got to know each other that way, and so I got started praying. I was like, "Well, God, what what do you have in store you're, for you're me?" You're putting us together for some reason, yeah, right? Yeah, is there is there something here right. that I need to pay attention to? But particularly, I mean, she had a one year old son. I didn't want to start a relationship with somebody That's a not knowing what sure. what God was had in store. And so one morning. I'd been praying a lot the night before. I woke up with Gen- Jeremiah twenty nine eleven on my really on my heart, and God's saying, "I have a plan for you," okay. and and He just gave me peace about this relationship. We hadn't gone on a date yet. I mean, nothing other than chance encounters around the neighborhood. Right. And so I asked her out for frozen yogurt. She didn't know it was a date. I thought <laughs> I was pretty clear. You that, thought you were clear that okay. this was a date. Um, but at that point, she'd been praying. 
Okay. Uh, and God has said, hey, you need to start thinking about getting married again. And she's like, I don't want to. Right. Uh, and he's like, no, you need to start thinking about that. And so she's kind of lays out this ultimatum to God. Well, I'm not going to do anything. He's got to do all the moves. He, oh, you wow. have to tell him that he's supposed to date me. Wow. Uh, and he's going to have to accept my late husband's family. Right. And really want to be a part of that. And so we wow. go walking around a park uh, after we eat frozen yogurt. And I say, I think it's probably obvious by now that I like you. And she's like, nope, wasn't obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I was, I was 30 and not married yet. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I, got, just, I got married at 30 as well. See, so. hey, it yeah, works. Um, and so I, I started laying out, you know, hey, I, I just want you to know that I'm not in this just to see where it goes. Yeah. I'm, I'm in this for the long haul. Again, not this isn't relationship advice for whoever's listening. Sure. Uh, it worked yeah. for me, but Absolutely. you know, God's got to be in the middle of that. Um, he said, hey, I'm not in this for just to see where it's going. I'm in this for the long haul. Uh, obviously, you've got to make some decisions about that too. But you know, I want. Yeah, I got to the point even where I was like, you know, if we have kids someday. <laughs> Again, first date conversation, obvious. Wow, good yeah, conversations absolutely. to have. And so, she didn't think this was no, a- <laughs> no. It was it was normal for some reason. Right. Um, but I was like, you know, I would want them. I would want Dave's family to be part of it. I wouldn't want to just send our son David out to Kentucky to see them. Right. I, I want us all to go. I want us all to be a part of that. And so she's sitting there checking off all the prayer wow. boxes that she'd been praying. Um, and then wow, you know, I took her home, and she couldn't sleep the rest of the night because you know. <laughs> She's like, man, God, what did what did you do? Um, I guess you answered what I was telling you to do. Yeah, right? and so ask me. Uh, there's a longer part of that story, sure. but that's probably the heart of the heart of the story for that. Wow. Okay, that's a uh, that is a good story. So credit to yeah. Morgan for telling me to ask you that. That's yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Well, let's fast forward a little bit to um, you and I talked briefly. Uh, you're. I guess, for lack of a better term, a world traveler. So you, I think on the website for uh, your church, it mm-hmm. says that you've been to five continents. Yeah. Uh, for those that are listening that are young, there's actually seven in the world. You've been to five of them, right? That's right. Tell me, how did that happen? And was this before you were with Lori? Was this after? Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming if it's after, you took her with you and the family. That's got to be challenging. Yeah, most of that travel was before. Okay. Um, most of it's mission work over the course of my life. And so I've had a chance really from, I guess, even junior high on to be able to go different places uh, around the world. And so really missions has been a big part of my life. Uh, Short-term mission trips to two weeks, three weeks at the most on some of those. But one of the jobs I had was pastor of teaching and missions at a church. And in that church, we would take four trips to Senegal every year. And so okay. uh, I was, I lived in Senegal for about eight weeks. We had an apartment and so yeah, it was almost a home away from home wow. uh, for me. And so that's really the only part of my travel that's mainly been without Lori or when, okay. once I've been married to Lori. And so, but for those, she was back home with the kids and I was in West Africa. And so, okay, you know, lots of internet phone calls I'm sure. trying to connect in time zones and differences, but, um, yeah. Okay. I Fantastic. guess. And then, uh, Brazil, Brazil is the only other time once we got married. So I got to ride. So that was after you got married. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we uh, spent a, I guess about a week on the Amazon river going yeah. from a couple of towns. From place to place. place That's to place. pretty cool. Uh, I would love to do that. Sleeping on the boat at night on hammocks. Oh, wow. Uh, so we would travel, down the river to the next place, wake up the next morning, we were in a different town. Were there uh, scary go. moments during that time? 
No, because you, you hear a, you hear some stories positive, negative about the Amazon. I mean, yeah. very large river, oh, yeah. all kinds of stuff. So yeah, we did wake up one morning and we were we were still on the boat and we weren't moving. Okay, but, and everything around us was green, but we weren't at the land, and okay. so we had got, found ourselves in the middle of the night into like this big floating. Like a marsh or yeah, whatever? massive okay. like plants, and it gotten all up in the rudder. Oh so wow! The guys running the boat were like diving under the boat, pulling stuff wow. out of the rudder, and like coming back up. And it was an interesting moment. I didn't feel like I was threatened, but we were like, so "Well, it wasn't a we hope, it wasn't a hopeless moment for you." No, you no. Were, okay, very cool. It did change our plans. <laughs> we start. We went to a different village that day. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Well, I tell you what, I know that. Uh, I, I'll say you're a semi regular at the coffee house. I'm not going to say you're regular. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah, um, there are some people that are coming twice a day, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm calling I'm, them regulars. I'm about a once, <laughs> once or twice a week. Yeah, um, exactly. So this is yeah, semi regular. Yeah. Uh, some people might call it regular, and that's fine. Uh, but that's actually not where I met you. Uh, we actually met you, my wife. We've talked about it on the show before. She has a uh, um, local shave ice trailer, mm-hmm. and you reward your kids for different things. It's it's the philosophy that you have for things they want to do. And one of your kids likes to run. Is that right? Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned you were running, and that's how you met Lori the first oh, yeah. time or saw yeah. her the first time. Um, it, but one of your kids likes to be rewarded with snow cones. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Tell, tell me about that. Actually, all of them like to be rewarded okay. with snow cones. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this summer... We told our kids when summer started, hey, we want you all to run, and we want you to hit uh, 100 miles. So our That's oldest I... two uh, were supposed to hit 100 miles. I think we did it in five months. They were supposed to do it in four months, but we moved in the middle of that, so we kind of gave them an extra month okay. to do it. So our oldest two ran 100 miles in five months, and our youngest two ran 50 miles in five months. So oldest is 10 uh, next is seven, okay. and then the youngest two are five and four right now. And so we still do. Like, I'll go home today, and that's that's what we'll do. Okay. They'll each go run at least one mile with me. Were they really? I so mean, are you running one mile, or are you running a mile for each of them or with each of them? Usually. So like today, I'll run a mile with my oldest two together. They can usually run about the same pace, and then I'll run – a mile depends on how things go. The younger two, you never know. Right. So it'll either be a mile or a half mile, depending on how much energy they have left for at the sure. end of the day. Well, and you know it's January in Houston, so it's starting to get hot outside. Oh yeah. So yeah. you got to be careful with that. So <laughs> it feels great outside. Yes, it's really good. Well, I tell you what, we're at a good point to uh, take a quick break, and then we'll come right back to the show. Okay. Sounds great. Eighteen Twenty Marketing is the sponsor of this podcast, and if you have marketing needs, we can help. In this digital age, marketing can be completed from anywhere, and we can even meet with you via video call if needed to discuss your marketing needs. If what you're doing isn't right for you, it's time to try something different. Eighteen Twenty Marketing is just that—something different. Feel free to contact us through our website at eighteen twenty marketing.com. And now back to the show. All right, so we've talked a little bit about. You and how you met your wife and even how you got started at the church. But tell me what it's like being a pastor at a local church, even starting in the middle of the pandemic. I know you talked about trying to establish that relationship with those that, first of all, didn't know you. Second of all, you're a new pastor coming in. you got to figure out ways to get around that. But how has it been moving forward as you're learning this new process of the pandemic? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been 
a learning curve for all of us. I mean, any pastor of any church right now is not in their wheelhouse. It's something different for every one of us. And so it's a matter of being creative, a lot of prayer. God, how do we want us to do these different things? It's also been this balance of respecting this pandemic, but also realizing that we still need to be the church. And, and so how do we keep that that balance in place? And, and so I've had a great team uh, planning committee that was in place before I even got here that's helped navigate the COVID aspects of church life and really some of our ministry aspects too as we've gone along. And that's been a huge help to me. And so early on, we just made sure when I got here that we had uh, plans in place, policies in place, um, and we thought through things ahead of time because we didn't want to get to the point where we had to make a decision in the middle of the moment. If somebody shows up to church with a COVID case, what do we do? Oh, yeah. I want to. I already want to know the answer to that question. I don't want to have to figure out the answer to that question in the middle of, of that moment. And so we had different plans in place for different contingencies and in different levels of exposure at our church. And, and then it was just a matter of, you know, right before I came, almost everything was just online only. So services were right. online, Bible studies were online, and, and the church was starting to move towards in-person services and what does that look like? And so in some ways it's been reopening a church, uh, yeah. you know, reopening services, reopening Bible studies, giving people uh, safe places to meet. So we've started using our Bible study time, not on Sunday morning, but giving people times during the week where they can meet in one of our larger rooms right. and, and have a little bit more space to spread out when they meet in person. And we still have some groups meeting online and some not meeting at all yet. But that's one of our next things to, to look at. What does it look like to open that Bible study time back up into something that looks even more closer to what normal is for us? Right. I think something that's helped me along the way is the first church I was a part of uh, was a church plant. We were meeting in a, a clubhouse. I was the second pastor of this okay. church plant, but we still weren't in an established building. There's still a lot of moving parts, uh, no permanent spaces anywhere. Right. And so, and then my job right before I came here was to train church planners. And so I'd been a pastor for uh, about 10 years. And then I was training church planners for, for a little while. And so I was back in that world of what does it look like to start off from scratch? Right. So pun intended, practice what you preach. Oh, yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. And so yeah, I, it's, so a lot of that church planting mindset really comes back in at a time like this, because you're, I mean, there's a lot of stuff established here. There's a lot of people already here. There's, there's a lot of benefit of established church, right? but there's a lot of re-getting things off the ground, which has given us a chance to look at things in a little bit different light, uh, restart things. And when we restart things, think through what we're doing and how we're doing it. And so we've gotten a couple month break from something. Right. And, and when you have some time off or something, it gives you a chance to reflect, to look at it, and then to launch it back out, hopefully better than it was before even. Well, and, and, and speaking of trying to reestablish those connections, you know, we're all about creating community. It's mm -hmm. the name of our podcast. How does that look through the lens of the church at this moment? Because it's an unusual moment. We've never been in this situation. At least nobody that's my age has mm -hmm. been in a situation like this. So what does that look like through the eyes of a church right now, trying to reestablish, trying to reach out to the community? Because there's a lot of people, as you pointed out that are 
at home. They're not getting out. They're not doing those things. So how does that look? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's been our biggest struggle, honestly. And if you ask our people, they're like, we're, we're a hugging church. We want to <laughs> hug people. We want to be. And so on Sunday morning, that's one of the things we say, hey, try to, try to stay six feet away from each other. Try not to mix around in the room. I mean, it is hard on yeah. people that love people. And, and so it's really been a difficult thing. And then reaching out into the community as well. And, and so one thing we've done personally is we've looked for ways to do things outside. And so in our neighborhood, we'll put our fire pit out on the driveway and tell the neighbor, hey, come over. over. Let's wow. have s'mores, <clears throat> sit around the fire pit. Uh, and that's given us a chance to get to know our neighbors. Right. Uh, and so it's one way to reach out to our community. And so if you're listening, uh, you've got neighbors wherever you are. Uh, there's community around you. There's safe places outside to, to gather together, um, spend time with each other. Yeah, and we've got summer in January, so it's time for barbecues, right? right? It's, it's time for barbecue. <laughs> and if right. you if you are barbecuing something, smoking something, grilling something, uh, my email address is <laughs> yeah, my phone number. Yeah, we'll share that at the end yeah, of the show, yeah. so we'll make sure people get that to you. So looking at it from a, a business perspective, mm-hmm. so in the business world, when a competing business is doing something that is really working, mm-hmm. there tends to be a lot of copycats. Oh, yeah. So in this day and time, uh, and and maybe in general, is there a lot of that that goes on in a church? And do you think that that's happening more now? Because the goal for most churches mm-hmm. is actually to reach people. Okay. And if somebody's doing it particularly well, you want to at least emulate it, if not copy it directly. Okay. So is there a lot of that that goes on? Well, I think in some ways churches do. They see what each other are doing. Uh, the other thing I've found often just in the course of my ministry is that the Holy Spirit lays on people's hearts the same things at the same times in oh, some ways. Yeah. And so uh, I'm really into working together with other churches in the area. And so that's one good thing about churches versus businesses is really is churches, we serve we serve the same sure. mission. I mean, we all want to see people come to Jesus. right? And so you know, if the Methodist church right next door to us is reaching people. I'm excited about literally that. next door. Yeah, to you. Literally <laughs> next door. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. I'm not being metaphorical. Right. Um, and yeah. So and then uh, the Episcopal Church, they have a feeding program, and we try to help them out with that. Um, yeah. It's really a community wide yeah. thing that they're doing, uh, but we want to work alongside people. I got a call from the Catholic Church this morning trying to get ministers together. All right. This is a weird question, but if you were to go back in time. And you met your younger self, mm. right? So think 15, 20, maybe 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. What is something that this Chad would tell that Chad? Hmm. And then I'm going to flip it and say, what would that Chad <laughs> tell this Chad? Oh, yeah. Um, What's that conversation look like? How about yeah, that? Yeah, that would be a very interesting conversation. So really, I think probably the thing that surprised me most looking back is – I grew up in a youth group, grew up in church, and maybe it's even in school you have to do this, but you always ask yourself the question, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Where do you see yourself yeah. in 15 years? And I, I never really loved those questions, but I always it made me think ahead, right? Right. And so in, in my mind, I had certain mile markers that I thought my life would, would hit, right? And so um, I thought, you know, at my 15-year-old self, looking ahead 10 years, 25, surely I'd be married with some kids, That'd right. be the that'd be my plan for my life, 
you know, end up being 30 uh, <laughs> before I got married. And then uh, kid, you know, kids quickly came or one, one with that marriage and then uh, three more sure. after that. And so I, I would probably look at my 15 year old self and say, you know, life's not going to go as you planned it. Right. And that's okay. That's probably a good lesson for a lot of people oh, yeah. to hear. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. And it's actually better, right? Because what I found in my life is that God's plan for my life has always been better than mine. Uh, it's not the way I would go. It's not what I would decide necessarily. Like, I mean, obviously, if I had my way, uh, I would have gotten married earlier in life. But if I had my way, I wouldn't have married my wife. And, and I am very glad that I married Lori. I mean, right. I, I would have missed out on a, on a lot that way. And, and But same things worked in church life. I mean, I, I, I started off as a pastor, then I— Ended up as a pastor of teaching and missions at a church. Um, I, I never thought I'd go from head pastor to pastor of teaching and missions. I never thought, and then I went back to head pastor, and I went and trained train church planners. Uh, right. those, that's not the path of ministry that I would have taken. But, I mean, we already talked about it earlier in this podcast. The training church planners has uniquely put my mind back in that framework. Prepared you for where you are now. Exactly. And so, sure. I, you know, I, I found that that's really the lesson that I've learned through the course of my life that would probably save me a lot of anxiety and God, what are you doing? Or God, when you're going to answer these prayers, you know, just that realization, God's got a plan. It's better than mine. Just right. hold on and, and follow where he's leading. All right. Well, I said I was going to do it. So yeah. I got to stick to what I said. So mm-hmm. what would the younger Chad tell this Chad? <laughs> That's a great question. I think, you know, you get older, you have kids, there's, you know, you go through a lot of things and my days, I guess, are busy, right? right. Four kids at home, work's busy, the home's busy, life life is busy. Um, and I think probably my younger self would say, you know, enjoy it, you know? Don't, don't just get so busy running from one thing to another. Enjoy life and enjoy people. I think that's, that's probably something I might have done better as a kid okay. or even as a teenager – college student is really enjoyed uh, the the people I'm around. That, that doesn't mean I don't enjoy. No, no, I understand. The people enjoy the moment yeah, as it's but there. Yeah, but don't think about all the other things that have to be done today. Right. But enjoy exactly where you are doing exactly what you're doing. Let that be the most important moment that you're in today. And then whatever comes next comes next. Uh, right. you, there's still stuff on that to-do list, but it's not getting done any faster. Um, and, and so just enjoy where you are. Enjoy the people you're with, and then when you get to the next thing, enjoy doing that right. along the way. I think that's fantastic. That's probably what I'd tell myself. I, th- I think that's good advice, yeah. though. I should probably listen to myself. More I think we should often. all listen to ourselves, yeah. right? Well, tell me, people can listen to you, your sermons on Sunday, mm-hmm. either in person or online. Correct. Is that correct? So how do they how do they go about doing either one of those? Yeah. So we're here Sunday morning at ten thirty, so you can come in person. Uh, we do encourage social distancing, and we encourage people to wear a mask, but we want you to come. And so more important than anything else, we, we want you to be here. Uh, then we can also listen online. Uh, we have a Facebook page, so South Park Baptist Church. Uh, maybe search Alvin, get you the right South Park sure. Baptist Church. And so you can watch us live stream on Facebook. So real time at 1030, that whole service is live streamed. 
10 30 central time sure. yeah central time exactly and then on youtube after the service is over we upload it and so just as so fast, it's not a live on youtube no, it's posted afterwards exactly. okay yeah so you can you can catch it on youtube as fast as the internet lets us post it as fast as you can get it out there yeah. okay and so the address for the church is 1718 south johnson street correct and that's in alvin texas for anybody that's interested yeah and then our uh, website is southparkchurch.net dot net that's correct so I did go check that before we started. Nice. I wanted to make sure I had it. So, okay. well, I guess the last question I have for you, what we asked a while ago, is: Is there something about you that would surprise other people? Yeah, I really try to be an open book, so I'm trying to think of what what about me would be surprising. Sometimes, you know, I I probably look like I'm a much neater person than I really am. And so, I mean, even if you come into our house, I mean, everything's immaculate, right? Right. We've got four kids, and you probably won't see toys on the floor. Sounds like somebody's working hard in the house. Yes, and it's uh, – maybe I should – yeah, <laughs> confession time. It's, it's not me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, you know, you get to my room, my space, my closet really is the only area I'm allowed to uh, be Free. fully <laughs> my messy self. Um, even my desk here at the office, I haven't had enough time – to make my desk as messy as it needs to be yet. Right. But I, I, you know, I live in a controlled chaos. I know where everything okay. is, but uh, that, that's the one part of me that isn't organized. So my computer the files are immaculate. Everything's in its place. Right. But I like a little bit of clutter okay. around myself. I've, I'm a little more comfortable. I think you and I here are the same in that respect. Yeah. So I, I definitely like a little bit of clutter. Yeah. Uh, I know my wife is listening. She does not. Okay. So if anybody comes in the house and it's clean, it's not me again. Yeah. Um, so, oh. yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, my wife sweeps the house every night, cleans the kitchen every night. I mean, it's it, our house looks amazing because I have an amazing wife. Fantastic. If, if it was up to me, that probably would not be I got case. you. And maybe another indicator of why you weren't married till 30. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe so. <laughs> maybe oh, so. May, this is probably surprising uh, to, to people. I'm pretty handy. Um, I, I love woodworking, um, okay. love making stuff, building stuff. I'm taking the grout out of the corners of our shower right now and putting caulk in it because it should yeah. have been caulked to begin with. I mean, but you know, that's most of those things I like, you know, my time off, I like to build things, fix things. Um, Do you feel like that gives you an opportunity to kind of just zone out and nothing's around oh, yeah. and you just focus yeah. on your For craft, sure. so to oh, speak? Yeah. 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 Mowing the grass, too. I mean, you just get behind a mower. You're one of those. I push, okay. push the mower, just, you know, walking behind it. It's it's nice to be able to, yeah, have some time. Think, oh, pray. Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, listen, this was a uh, this was a very good conversation. I, it seems like we say this every time, but I feel like we could continue on for a long time. But people are listening to this, and they don't want to listen for four hours. So we're going to go ahead and end it here. I really appreciate you coming in today. Uh, sorry that Jake couldn't be here, but, uh, you know, he'll be here next time. So. Right. Well, and, I appreciate you having me on, and we're both talkers, so we probably could talk for hours. Maybe we'll, You think I'm a talker? <laughs> That's no. the weirdest thing I've heard. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Creating Community is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever podcast app you use. You can also listen directly from our website at 1820coffeehouse.com slash podcast. We'd really appreciate it if you could support us by sharing the podcast with your friends and family. 
Thank you, and we'll see you next time.